0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another half episode of Random Chatterings. I'm Arlo Rodriguez, and with me today is Amber. Yay! Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: today, and this is the finale of month of Curb. Um, for those who don't know, we have been looking at uh, we looking at five episodes of Curb Enthusiasm in the month of November.
1: Every episode ever.
0: Not every. I mean, we've been looking at five episodes from Curb Enthusiasm in the month of November, and this is the finale.
1: Okay, just you sound so exhausted.
0: I'm not, you're exhausted. (laughs) And today we're looking at. And today we're looking at season six, episode eight's The N Word, written by Larry David and directed by Tom Kramer. Okay, so this episode takes place in season 6. So here is your season um season continuity catch-up. So at this point in the series, um Larry has taken in the family of black people who were in the hurricane. They don't mention it's Katrina, but it's a hurricane. We could assume it's Katrina or maybe for the sake of com- comedy, it's Katrina. It's Katrina. Um and and their name is the Blacks. That they are they are the Blacks.
1: That's their last name. That's their last yeah. name.
0: So, but at the same time, um, a couple of episodes, was it the previous episode, or was it like episode six? What's, what, what episode is the TiVo, the TiVo guy?
1: Well, Cheryl
0: leaves him. Cheryl leaves Larry because uh, Cheryl is in uh, in that plane, and there's like some kind of, fuck, what do you call that? Turbulence. Turbulence, there you go. Um, and Cheryl is afraid that she. this might be the last time she'll talk to Larry, and Larry... Keeps insisting that, what do I tell the TiVo guy because he's he's over and he's never over. And what do I tell the TiVo guy? And that was pretty fucked up. That oh. is pretty fucked up. Uh, maybe the pettiest, one of the more pettier things that Larry's done. But then season seven happened and, oh boy. Well, we to win over Denise's handicap, so. But Cheryl gets home. Larry actually kind of does something kind of sweet. Like, I think he prepares his dinner or something. But Cheryl says, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And, and that's, and now Larry is single. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I never knew when that was gonna happen.
0: If that was ever gonna happen. Yeah,
1: I didn't know if that was ever gonna happen, but they always did have their differences. Differences. Yeah.
0: I think I think a lot of people predicted it because I think a year before that, in 2006, I think Larry was divorced from his actual wife, oh. and so I guess he had to he felt like he had to reference that in the in series. And real life. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's this this kind of catch up. So. Um, so in the opening of this episode, Larry does something nice for Annie Ray, who's one of the,
1: he's one of, she's one of the blacks.
0: Yeah. She's, she's one of the blacks. Um, and Larry makes this little flower bed for her and it's kind of a sweet gesture and Larry hugs Annie Ray, but they're hugging for a really long time. It's like five seconds. Yeah. And Larry gets an erection and Annie Ray responds the way most people respond when they suddenly get poked in the stomach, or stabbed in the stomach, as they say later in the episode. Uh, I
1: mean, that doesn't happen every day, so... Well, that doesn't happen
0: every day, but it's just, like, if that that were to happen...
1: I'd be like, oh... Okay.
0: (laughs) So, but, yeah, so, um... Larry has to kind of convince Leon and Loretta, who are also living with them, um... uh, Leon Black and Loretta Black, I should say, that, um... He can't control when he gets an erection. Well, he can control when he gets an erection, but as soon as it's, five seconds pass. It's
1: basically the five-second rule for eating potato chips. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. <laughs> he has five seconds.
0: <laughs> and they keep that count. It's like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And they say, that's too long. And no, no, that's like five seconds. That's five seconds. Like, I can't control it if it's been five seconds. That is a long time, though.
1: Yeah, that is a long hug. That is a very... That's that like a very uh, long hug. I got drunk kind of hug. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, it's been like 15 seconds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> it's just, I just I just love that scene even more because first it cuts to Larry's face just looking, okay, I really should I'm not this hug anymore. And then Annie Ray reacts and she's like, her eyes open up wide. And it's just like, Larry. And she like runs away in horror. It's like, Annie Ray! Like... Larry does this a lot in this season. He's like, anyway, I'm sorry, um, but um, yeah. So then Larry has dinner with no. He has lunch with Jeff, um, at a doctor's yeah, when, at a doctor's office when
1: he's he's like there to get checked up before his surgery to help his sleep apnea or something.
0: Right, is it sleep apnea that causes like really loud snoring? I think so.
1: I don't know something about snoring, and um. So they're in the cafeteria, eating some food, and I don't know why there's a server in the hospital cafeteria.
0: <laughs> I didn't think of
1: that. I don't
0: know. it's like one of those fancy white there, people, hospitals. Yeah, that but
1: servers. there is, and she kind of ignores <laughs> him. I'm Larry, but she like pays attention to Jeff.
0: Like she's really sweet to Jeff, like almost overly sweet.
1: Yeah, and he's like, that's because I'm bald. People hate me because I'm bald. <laughs> I think some people don't like bald people, but I don't know if it's that level.
0: I don't know if it's true now, ne- well, that, this, let's say, let's contextually, this is like 2007. I don't know if that's true in 2016, but maybe in 2007 there's like less tolerance for bald people.
1: Really? You really think it's like that big of a difference? No,
0: don't not, I don't know. I think there's
1: just less tolerance for fucking bald people, but I don't think people treat bald people that much worse. <laughs> like, if I see a bald dude, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm just not gonna fuck him. Because that probably means he's, like, 50, which is really why. It's not really like against bald people. It's more as against me fucking people who are 50.
0: So you're an ageist At That's, this point. You're an ages. That's what you're saying. At this
1: point in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, Larry makes this big stint. And this is not... This is, like, a running joke at this point in the series because there's this great episode um, in season two, which I really wish we could talk about, but we're in, maybe in another month or curve, Um that someone spray-paints bald asshole on the front door of Larry's... on Larry's front door. And he makes a huge... Sniff, like, like the whole thing about him, like, kind of getting toilet... like, TP'd That's just a description
1: him. of him, though. He's an he's asshole in, he's a and he's bald. <laughs> it's like saying...
0: Yeah, but Larry that Cla- rude
1: black person or that rude white person. you know who the rude one is, but it's like which one—the rude white one or the rude black one? Yeah,
0: but Larry even goes so far as saying that's a hate crime. Like when he's talking to the cops about this, he's saying it's a hate crime. <laughs> bald people against bald people.
1: I mean, if if, if they did it just because he was bald, technically it would be, but not le- there's no legal protection, so not legally. <laughs> It wouldn't be considered a hate crime. That's
0: that's true. Um, so, but um, Larry gets this, this plate full of fries, and again, the server isn't really paying attention to him. Uh, doesn't even ask for a fucking for a fucking drink, which I think is just being. I think it's the server. I mean, maybe it's not like the whole thing about being bald, but the server is definitely being really weirdly obnoxiously. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, maybe she didn't like him for some other reason, but she did. She obviously is, wasn't giving him good service. No, but it, it, but it was also a hospital cafeteria, so that's confusing to me still.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't even.
1: How yeah. good of service would you get at a, <laughs> like you? That's like a go through the line turnstile kind of place.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I never even thought about that. But it's but, in this episode, and maybe it's a big plot hole, but it's in the episode. So.
1: But yeah, so he meets a doctor there. And she's she's pretty hot. She's brunette, which is different than <laughs> Cheryl. So it's like, oh, she's hot, but she's not hot like Cheryl. They're hot in different ways. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's really a point, but. <laughs> so she's like cute and shit, and she's like. Yeah. Telling Larry that Jeff stole some of his fries.
0: <laughs> and, like,
1: and they're like, hey, he, he, he. and he's like, hey, um, <laughs> what did he do?
0: He asks her, out. well, he doesn't ask I'm her, out. Ask her like for I his either. number, yeah, or, or something, like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: um, yeah, and then Larry, um, gets invited to the Sheila, is her name, mm-hmm. Dr. Sheila. <laughs> um, gets invited to her place, and <laughs> this is one of the more surreal moments, I think, in Curb history. Her way, wait- like, first, it's, it's well,
1: first off, okay, when he calls to set the date. There's always this kind of weird feel between them. There's like this riff where she calls him and it's always like very clinical. So yeah. even the phone call to make the date, she's like, okay, we'll schedule you in for this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then yeah, he actually goes to her place and it's just like the waiting room. Well, not the waiting room, but just like the, well, it's like the living room. Or something. It, just, no, it has, has a a like
1: room. a waiting room feel and yeah. your sister's there like at a desk. Like she'll be with you shortly.
0: And like, wait, are you a receptionist? No, I'm just her sister.
1: <laughs> because, so she has her brother and sister living with her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, um, so then it's, there's, like, all these magazines, and Larry just reads one of the magazines, and then he goes into the, in the bedroom, and, and Sheila says, okay, take off your pants, and I'll be with you in five minutes. <laughs> and, um... And if you and if you, I think this shot hangs isn't that long, so it's not really it's not like a Simpsons kind of joke where it's like a visual gag. But there's a fucking there's a fucking weight thing. Yeah, there's a scale. There's a scale. That's what it's called. I, it's been a long time. I'm just kidding.
1: I don't care.
0: <laughs> I don't care enough. I don't care enough, but I still mention it though.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's a scale in the room, bedroom. It's just. This is not like obnoxious. It's just kind of like it's just kind of there. It's just kind yeah. of this riff throughout the episode where right? yeah. like, interactions are very
0: clinical. Yeah. And then, um, why does Sheila have to cancel their date or cancel their sex? Because
1: um... The, her brother or sister has to come home early. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's right. Okay. Wait, 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 Wasn't her sister at the at the receptionist desk?
1: Yeah, but the brother <laughs> was supposed to leave, and then he came. <laughs> Got
0: it. Home. Okay. 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 Right. So. But I, it's like he has to reschedule it or something. Yeah. But no, she gives him a note. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, doctor's notes. And I know this because I'm working at a, at a, at a, at a, um, at a psychology, at the Department of Psychology. You can barely read that shit. Yeah. Like, I have to, I have to uh, enter in all this information that's written on these papers. And I, it's like, is that a, dr- is that a real drug? Is like, what, that doesn't sound real. So I actually have to, like. Write something, an approximation of what it is, and then Google it, and then oh, I think it's this one, but it's, like, you sure I miss, you I'm really
1: just really Chanel. Completely, there's a lot of drugs with very similar names.
0: Yeah, but it's the thing is that the writing, the writings, their writing is so difficult to decipher. That I and it's like not even that. It's like also this like they're saying like details about you at least like, confirm, right? I can't confirm because these these are technically like. I think I'm saying too much about this. Anyway, it, it, my point is, it's hard to read Doctor's notes. Yeah. So, Larry's having some trouble. Like, he's trying to read the note, and he, and I think he shows it to Jeff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we cut back to the hospital, and uh, Larry sees Sheila. Wait, no, is that where Sheila gives him the, the note, actually? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. So, all that stuff we said about the note, Sheila actually gives it to him in the, in the at the cafeteria the, 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 the next day. Um... But I think after they have a little flirtation session or whatever the fuck you call it, <laughs> never mind. He goes to the bathroom, and this guy, uh, he's on the phone. Who walks? Who walks into the restroom? And he's telling. He's, call, he's talking to somebody, and he's. And he's, I think he's a furniture. He's a furniture mover, mm-hmm. and he's saying that oh, this guy, this looks this 400-pound. B- he just dropped his load or like he wasn't carrying the load and he keeps saying.
1: He keeps saying load which is like fucking with me though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so immature sometimes. <laughs> uh, 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 dropped his load.
0: Yeah, dropped his load. He dropped the furniture. <laughs> Alright, dropped the furniture. I don't remember, I can't paraphrase the phrase he said 100%. But anyway, he said and Larry hears this, and he's immediately offended. Of course, he's offended because that's a terrible thing to say. But, and he has an indignation as he's, like, walking to the restroom and going to Sheila and telling him what happened. And he tells her that, oh my god, you can't believe what I just heard. This unbelievable asshole just said, um, this and this about, you know, like, I can't believe what happened. And then, they, and it was like, this 400 pound And right behind Larry is a black doctor. Who...
1: Who goes off on him.
0: Yeah. He's
1: so, like, Ugh! That's what happened. So then, this doctor ends up being the doctor who's operating on Jeff. That's right. His friend that's who right. he was trying to convince being being bald sucks
0: too. Yeah, right, 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 right. So
1: the doctor's like, he has him under anesthesia and he starts shaving his head and they're right. like, We Those- don't have to shave his head for this procedure. Right. But he's just, like, mad because he just heard...
0: Right, and it should be g- worth noting that what the doctor says specifically is that you have just said the most vile word in the English language. And, I mean, that's that's disputable.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's, no. but that's what we're going to dispute <laughs> coming up, folks.
0: Yeah, it, it, but
1: the thing... It, Hold your horses. <laughs> we'll fucking get to it, okay?
0: We, we, we will get we'll to
1: get it. We'll get to it.
0: But um, obviously you can tell that the doctor is just completely flummoxed and just shaves Jeff bald.
1: So he wakes up bald. And he's like, ah, "I'm bald."
0: My and The doctor's over. like,
1: "I'm sorry you're bald." And he he said someone said <laughs> Someone said the most vile thing. Yeah. In the English word, in the English, English language, language, in English, English words
0: English.
1: that you can string together. Yeah. And this is why I shaved your head. Yeah, and but, but and Susie and Jeff are like, oh my God! They said this. They yeah. attacked you verbally. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was just and then attacked before this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like he You were like, attacked. Mother, quite,
1: you were attacked. He said he was. He said victimized. he was. Att- he said he, he was, was victimized. victimized.
0: So, by this word, and he specifically mentions, "Well, who said this?" And Susie kind of thinks, "Oh, I, it could only be one." He other says, "Some person.
1: bald man." So I was thinking about this bald man, which made me want to shave your head bald. <laughs> and Susie, of course, knows it's Larry. Larry. <laughs> so she, so they curse him out, but and they have this meeting with um, he has this meeting with Ben Steeler, who he's yeah. trying to sign because yeah. he's an agent. Yeah. And everything was going right. And, and he was like, I'm for sure going to sign Ben Stiller, but then Ben Stiller can't stop looking at his bald head, <laughs> and he doesn't get the deal. So there's where that baldness...
0: Yeah, that's where they, it plays. And it's just funny because, like, I, Jeff, as he sounds... He's never been professional at his job. But I, never, I don't think he's ever... Like, yeah, he's dropped up scripts, and he's done this and that. He's like, I've gotten phone calls and shit, but this is the first time you actually kind of see Jeff in his manager position, and you can barely hear it because Jeff is, cause Ben Stiller just looking at his head, and... And then she just says, "What?" <laughs> um, but um.
1: So he, the doctor, thinks he's victimized. Yeah. And Larry's like, "Okay, whatever." So he needs to get this note read. So he.
0: Yeah.
1: So someone, he's like, "Can you read this?" Someone's like, "Um, is that a doctor's handwriting? Take it to a pharmacist." Yeah. So he goes to the pharmacist in the hospital after this whole lunch thing goes down. Yeah and so he's like hey what does this note say
0: and, yeah, and, and you know
1: what it says I, talking, I know what it says right? but it's
0: important to m- mention that this this the pharmacist is black the pharmacist is black so the pharmacist note says Larry had a great time last night would love to get together Friday night the Bel Air Regency Hotel just the two of us and Larry's kind of like like joking with the guy's like I'm, I'm banging her I don't know he's just some, he doesn't say that but he's just like it's, it's
1: going down it's
0: going down I'm yelling timber <laughs> Um, Kesha. I. Sure. Okay, just. Okay, I'll finish that. So, so tired of all these brothers and sisters. I know you feel the same way. Tell me your life wouldn't be better without the blacks.
1: In context, it makes sense because she has brothers and sisters. And And Larry mentioned her, And he has the family of the blacks. Yeah. But the thing is he can never can explain himself and people in this show it's like a theme in the show they just get offended without ever no one can ever explain themselves they just Right. People just never let anyone talk themselves through which yeah. is kind of unreasonable but it's also kind of like real life where people are just like passive. Yeah, yeah. And you you you'll, you're never going to get to explain yourself. Yeah. You just you know like people are never going to tell you there's a problem they're just going to like talk about it behind your back
0: right exactly I, I'm just thinking about this girl in, in high school who hated me because she saw me um, because I was I was joking with one of her friends but she in her context with, with out of context it seemed like I was just being a massive asshole yeah. to this guy and she like her impression of me was completely um, altered from that point onward and I mean it's not I mean, at the same time though it's Yeah, I guess, in hindsight, the things I was saying was kind of douchey, but it was like, but I was joking, and he was laughing, and I don't think he was, never mind, I'm saying too much, anyway, that happens all the time, it's just, it's just,
1: yeah, it's just, it's It's just, like, stop being so passive-aggressive, can you just all stop doing that, (laughs) I know you were taught not to, like, ever cuss someone out, and you consider that ghetto, And I'm going to say that now because this is about race. And you won't fucking say it, but you think ever confronting someone about your feelings is ghetto. No, it's fucking easier. Like, you, you can't make your feelings a puzzle to me, okay? I can't sit there and put all the pieces together and I can't M. nice Shyamalan that shit. Like, Shyamalan and Ding Dong. How does he feel? Is he mad? I feel like he's mad. Yeah. It's like a fucking thriller. Just fucking tell someone when you're mad, okay? You don't have to be ignorant about it. Let's yeah, that's
0: go. A, <laughs> that's a huge screenwriting problem. That, it's, it's, it's called the pronoun game. It's like, before someone even says anything, they say, it's a problem with him. It's like, who's him? Or, like, who's he? And then they have to explain who the guy. And it's like, it's the same thing. More importantly, though, uh, and I think why this episode is actually fairly progressive um, for when it was released in 2007 and especially nowadays in 2016 the whole thing about this is how context is incredibly important in any story that you any story you hear anything you like yeah the, the was used um, but the whole context is that Larry is trying to sh- just demonstrate why this why this guy is an asshole for saying that and the only thing that the black doctor heard was just him well like he just like literally just walked behind him and then heard heard Larry say n- and and of course, if you just hear the, the word in general with no context, you'll think that person's an asshole. And this happens all the time. Like everybody wants to, they want to distort their perspective. They they want to distort other people's perspective and have their narrative being played out. And you know, what? actually, it's actually really, really ridiculously. Um,
1: it's like comedians when they make these jokes, and you print out their transcripts, and you're like. That Happened on our campus. A comedian, I think it was Russell Peters, came and oh, he really? said, um, honestly, I don't know who it was, yeah, for sure, but I guess in his um set, he said retard, yeah, in some way, yeah. And, the, and then later on, I'm on Facebook because I didn't go to the show, and I get this notification from like I see the status one my friends made on there, like, yeah. This is a petition to ban him because he said this word in his set. Whatever. You know, like, when I read the context of the joke, I just kind of was, like, annoyed by the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, why is this on my Facebook?
0: Right. Because <laughs> there's nothing but garbage on, on Facebook. That's pretty much why. But either way, more importantly, it's, all, it's not even not... Okay, Ken Bone. He's a, he's a national hero. I'm just kidding. He's a he's just a normal person who just got became the, uh, an icon uh, because I don't know. He there's just something about him that Cause everybody he was, immediately
1: because his face was kind of weird and everybody was and he was wearing a bright ass red sweater and everybody was kind of like, hey, let's jump on that.
0: Right, and it's like first they revered him. And then he said some, and then people actually, these crazy obsessive people, read through his Reddit profile. And and I think this is actually the most disgusting example of what someone tried to distort the the, the story. I think he, um, someone, there was someone claimed that he said to a rape survivor that they were disgusting. And what it actually, what he actually said was what the, rapist did was disgusting, people that think though it's a way of disgusting, they completely like that's not even like that's not even taking thing as a contest That's just distorting the entire story. And and now people well some people parts of the internet that are that don't read the whole story they hate Ken Bellin because they heard, they heard this thing about him. Is oh my god, now he's an absolute terrible person. And this happens all the fucking time on the internet. Every single person that like that's come that got that, like that, that's like that has their fi- 15 minutes of fame. Like people have to think we gotta destroy this guy. We gotta like bring him down. Bring him down to our level. I don't.
1: It's kind of like sometimes when I hang out with Arlie and I'm like, hey, I watched this movie about Susan being Anthony, and Arlie's like, oh, I heard she didn't like black people, and I'm like, yeah, no shit. You're taking that shit out of context. you
0: me under the bus. All yeah, I'm throwing you
1: under the bus a little bit. That pissed me off. It did. Yeah, like, let's be honest. Like, you can't take that out of context, right? It's like, no, I know You're taking know Susan B. Anthony out of context. You're taking this joke out of context. We're just taking everything out of context. Right?
0: No, I, I, I didn't think you were that mad about it.
1: I'm not mad about it. I'm just bringing it up oh, okay. to throw you under the bus. <laughs>
0: Because you did that to me. I did, yeah, but I I didn't do it to you. I just mentioned it. You
1: do that some. You do that a little bit sometimes. You're not even that bad about it, but you still do it sometimes, and I I
0: notice it. Throwing people under the bus. No, you
1: kind of get politically correct with me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But you're not even that bad about it, is the thing.
0: No, I, I know. Sometimes I get, I get a little too caught up in some things. In the same way, like, if, if if I, admittedly, if I heard about the Ken Bone thing and I didn't have the context, I probably would have also gotten upset. The whole point of what we're trying to say is that context is absolutely important. And it's funny, though, because, like, if someone just, like, just... Heard that someone made an episode of a TV show called the N word, and then never even watched it. They would just think, "Oh my God, those guys are racist!" And no, no, no. There's a there's a way that happens all narrative. the time.
1: That happens a lot in television. <clears throat> People don't even watch the thing, What they hear about, "Oh, this happened in a scene. Let's boycott it." Yeah. And this is the thing with political correctness. No, we're not. I'm not saying it's not necessary to a point. Yeah. Because God, the way I kind of see political correctness is, is that context is first off very important, but it's kind of like a parenting style. Like, if, you're, if your mom isn't strict enough, that's going to fuck you up. Yeah. And if your mom's too strict, that's going to fuck you up.
0: That's true. You need to,
1: yeah, yeah. like, allow leeway and allow for judgment. Yeah. And think things through, like, oh, is this a big deal? Exactly. You got to pick your battles, and you have to really decide when to lay down the law. Right. And because we don't really want to have pictures of buck teeth Japanese people around <laughs> as fear tactics anymore. Like, right. I mean, we got to get – like, we have to be politically correct to a point, and I, see, yeah. I feel like I see a lot of people who are either – Trying to tell me braids are cultural appropriation, or I see people on my Facebook or in my family because I'm white and this is a reality who just don't understand the need for political correctness at all and they just go too far the other right. way, right? Kind of like with that whole Duck Dynasty thing where they're like, It's freedom of speech, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, but it's also freedom of the network to say we don't agree with this and terminate the contract. Yeah. I don't know why people think freedom of speech means freedom from repercussions socially. Yeah, exactly. It just means you're not going to get arrested. Right. But we still need social repercussions
0: to a degree. To a degree. No no death threats. Like, I can't even believe I have to even say that. Don't send fucking death threats.
1: Because at that point, you're socially unacceptable, at
0: that point, you're being the extremist that you're rallying against.
1: Because, um yeah, I shouldn't say a lot of things, but you also shouldn't send death threats. I think that's just pretty obvious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I- I- exactly. Um, The
1: whole thing about that is the repercussions from the pharmacist getting upset, taking him out of context, is that he gets flabbergasted, whatever, he can't... He can't think straight, because he's really mad. He hands him the wrong prescription.
0: It's the prescription for estrogen.
1: Yeah, it's for estrogen. So he's like, he's like, okay, I made that guy mad, but whatever, I have this hot day at this motel. He takes his prescription for his rash, or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: or something like that.
1: And then, so he goes to the date, and he hugs her. <laughs> and it's been like five seconds. <laughs> and then it's been like ten seconds and then they just go away (laughs) because it doesn't go well and i can say that as a woman you sometimes we get self-conscious about things like oh i always get self-conscious like every little thing means i'm not attractive right Hmm. so he hugs her he doesn't get it up it's not really a big deal it doesn't seem like but like That's another jumping to conclusions, taking things out of context. Like, sometimes you just get so paranoid that people don't think you're attractive for anything that, oh, he can't, he's not getting a boner. I must not be attractive. This is horrible. Yeah. So I really think that's what's going through your head. You just don't want to face that person anymore. Like, they don't really feel this way about me. Yeah. And it fucks his whole date up.
0: Yeah. Like, he drops her off, uh, I think, at her place, and he goes for a kiss and says, nope. Nope. Nope.
1: And it's not like in a way it's her being petty and taking things out of context out with the theme of the story, but in a way it's also that's just really how you kind of feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really hard not to be self-conscious about the way you look, no Absolutely. matter what. Yeah. And every little thing just makes you, but you have to be, you have to be self-confident and know it. So you are responsible for being happy about yourself. It's just hard sometimes.
0: It's very hard i've uh added my grievances about that on the podcast before maybe i did that too much you think i did it too much about what it's just in general about stuff
1: uh, grievances about what though about,
0: i don't know life i guess
1: i mean yeah life grievances they happen we were just talking about shout out annoying dude in my <laughs> chinese <laughs> class i hope you like arlie's <laughs> podcast <laughs> You're not really that much smarter than other people because you're a computer science major. <laughs> yeah, and that sometimes your pronunciation is good. Okay. Do you have a shout
0: out? I don't have any shout outs.
1: Shout out to the guy. No, okay. Arlie's no, creative no, no, writing no, 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 class. no, 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 no.
0: Let's. Larry goes back home, and. Jeff and Susie, I think they're waiting for him there. No, I think he's already at home, and they knock on the door. And Jeff is bald. Oh my god, Jeff is bald. And Susie's claiming that, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh my god, my husband's bald. And Larry's trying to convince <laughs> convince them it's not so bad being bald. It's like you're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. And it's like, it is so bad to be bald, it's the worst thing ever. And it does matter, I think.
1: I think guys get really self-conscious about it. Yeah, we yeah, well, to an extent, I guess. I think shortness is more of a problem for guys, right? They get really yeah. self-conscious about their height. Yeah, I think so. And they can't change that, so they just need to rock it.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, Larry, of course, has to explain what happened with his doctor. Well, oh, right, that's, that's the reason. Because they heard that Larry said... Uh, so now he literally has to explain himself and say, okay, why did I say that? Or why would I ever say that? Well, there's this guy and an asshole, this asshole, the cell phone, 400 pound and the blacks, they, they're at the top, uh, they're at the upper floor, they hear what Larry just said, this loud, this, everybody's yelling at Larry, like everybody, like Jeff, Susie, are all yelling at Larry, the, the blacks are yelling at Larry, and it's, 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 and Larry's just thinking oh god no 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 cuz he doesn't want the blacks to leave cuz he's alone right now cuz he's separated he's not divorced
1: he's going through the the stuff he's going <laughs> through things
0: so he doesn't want the blacks to leave but they're just so offended it's like that's the last straw you did the, the you hugged like any ray and gave him erection and then and then you masturbated in the car for some fucking reason we're out of here we're fucking out so the blacks they Jeff and Susie they, they um, uh, uh, tell the blacks that they can live in their place and they they go and Larry's heartbroken, <laughs> weirdly enough. Or I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that he's he has the lonely. company over. He's he,
1: lonely. If he, he, likes the, he likes the family being there because he doesn't have Cheryl.
0: Yeah, but they go there and Jeff, because the, the surgery didn't actually happen, the only thing that happened is that, that the doctor shaved him bald, so he still has the sleep apnea, so his snoring is really bad. <laughs> almost to a comical degree.
1: My mom's is like that. Oh, really? I wanted to throw a f- pillow at her face one time, but then I remembered she was my mom, so I <laughs> like um, I wanted to smother her with a pillow. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: I never did, obviously. I'm just saying that's, it can be really annoying.
0: <laughs> so the blacks, they move back in with Larry because they can't stand Jeff's snoring. And it's like, the, it's like it looks like they can't forget that he said. But this is like, I don't, I don't, I, well, anything is better than living with someone who snores that loudly.
1: Oh, yeah, it's really bad.
0: So, um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, Jeff is kind of, su- wants to sue the hospital because he claims that he lost millions of dollars by losing out on the Ben Stiller deal. So, um, he's, he's, um, meeting with, like, some of the, the board of directors of the hospital. Like, who was, who, who are those people exactly? There was some kind of hearing. It was some kind of hear, hearing, and Jeff is kind of claiming how there's was mal- medical malpractice. Is what it, medical malpractice? Yeah, I mean, this sounds kind of stupid if you think about it, but because it's like medical malpractice. But it's, the only thing that happened is, is that he was shaved bald.
1: That would kind of piss me off too, though, right? Like I'd be like, okay, maybe calm down before you start doing shit if you were so mad. <laughs> Even if like, okay, I'm still a patient, so you need to calm down and maybe push it back thirty minutes.
0: Yeah. But um, Larry is there because he also has to give his testimony as to exactly what happened, and I think Jeff and Cesar are both there. Um, Jeff makes his case, and then Larry is called to come up to the stand, or well, not the stand, but just to, to testify. And and he it takes a really long time. He kind of like like um, like does a bit with the with with the people in the room, that's just kind of like lightening up the tone, tone a little bit. So he takes a sweet, sweet, sweet time saying the story. And then he's finally about to say it, and then a, a black person, a, a black doctor um, enters the room and sits at the table across from him. And that's when Larry... Late, of course. Late.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think I should... Should I actually post this? All right, if you, if you, if you say so. Um, <laughs> um, so then Larry notices that there's other black people in the audience, which I don't know how he didn't notice that before. But it's like all of a sudden, oh my God, the black people are appearing from here and here and here, and um, Larry's kind of continu- like was gonna continue his story, but then the doctors are kind of saying, "Larry, M- Mr. David, please finish your testimony." And Larry has maybe the one of the f- more funny expressions he as has. He's like he's like a little kid who how, how would you describe this? Like him, like he's lip, like no, 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 like, no, no, like lips no. shut, eyes bulging out, and just like. Just, like, nodding, like, shaking his head back. And was like, no, 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 no. No, yeah, it's no.
1: really... He's like, no, I can't. I can't.
0: <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like, everybody's yelling at Larry to testify! Say it! Say it! say Basically saying, say n***a. <laughs> like, not say yeah. that, but, like, say what happened. And this Larry's just not gonna budge. And cut the black.
1: Well, I think the important thing to note about that is, it depends on the setting. I think that... People experience a lot of discrimination and a lot of hate, and that's worse for them than political correctness is for us. Mm-hmm. But political correctness still does keep you on your toes. In all honesty, if it's gone, if it's taken out of context, or if it's taken to a point where it doesn't make sense, yeah, where I I wouldn't dare say it. I don't. I there's a lot of things I won't say. Yeah in public yeah or it just I really just don't wanna go have a fight or go there and burp (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it's it's true it's it's fair to remember that people who feel like they're being victimized by political correctness
0: or the other way around
1: sometimes sound like that doctor who felt like he was being victimized by this word when yeah. it wasn't used in that way, like right. it's it's wasn't it's used. a little ridiculous both ways a lot of times.
0: No, absolutely. Um, and I only—it's not even just about what we can or can't say. It's more like more like educating ourselves as to why someone would feel offended by what someone said, but also keeping keeping in mind that um, especially when it even comes to like a TV show like this or like like some kind of work like um, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> See, it's hard for me to...
1: So I think a point that the show kind of makes, though, is that the guy who initially said it, he's still worse than Absolutely. the people who got offended by it. Yeah. But yeah, you really y- have to make this situation... You really have to blow it out of proportion. Right. Like, he's still the worst person in the scenario. Absolutely. Because he was coming from a place of hate. Absolutely. But... Everyone else, really the lesson is just kind of think about context, think about, really think things through first because sometimes there are things that people do and they mean it to be innocent and the context isn't bad, but still, just because you mean it in a good way doesn't mean you can say it.
0: Exactly. And just,
1: so you really have to think it through because I can't tell you what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say or when context is right or when it's not right. Yeah. Again, like parenting, it's not sure. No one really knows. And everybody's just doing the best they can. Yeah. But just just because you mean well doesn't mean it's okay to say it. Right. And just because someone says it doesn't mean it's okay to take it out of context.
0: Right. So just chill the fuck out, everybody. Please. No more death threats. I don't like getting death threats. They're they're They do you mean. get death threats? No, not actually. I was just making a joke.
1: Send him death threats. No, send me death threats. Oh my god, now they're going to send me death threats. Okay, don't not send him death threats.
0: So anyway, this episode is it is definitely one of the funniest Curb episodes. Just because it it, 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 it like it knows what it's doing. It's it's like the, the entire series is all about making you uncomfortable, but this one in particular because it's it is about race in some extent, but it's also like kind of like trying to like um political correctness and all and
1: and it seems very relevant the fact that we're in college so i don't know how relevant it is to everybody's life because sometimes you go out into other areas and you realize oh not everybody is overly politically correct yeah but here you can be you know who you are yeah i'm out i have to uh, pee
0: Um, and that was the, that was the month of Curb, everybody. Um, and do you have any closing thoughts on the journey that we've been on together?
1: It was very sentimental for me, and I'm gonna be very sad that it's over, but I have, a I I have some chocolate at home, <laughs> a tub of ice cream. <laughs> while we're on the subject of stereotypes and I'll get over it.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know what to say.
1: I'll probably see him again.
0: Because so. <laughs> uh, I know I used—I had my closing thoughts on The Simpsons, but uh, Curb is... Uh, I, I think I kind of already mentioned my thoughts about Curb um, in our Dark Humor episode, which he posted a while ago. Um, just in general, I, I'm, I'm really happy the show is coming back and I think a show like this that kind of like like points out the flaws in humanity and like how people can be very petty and like kind of like telling ourselves that we should kind of re-examine what we our perspective on things and and kind of you know realize that you know maybe I wasn't reasonable when I did this rather than incur everybody's like at each other's throats all the time but it's even funny though because even Larry me- me- mentions how well people just kind of get over it because like when the next episode starts like it's like we start from the start and it's like there's it's like people just get angry over again, but it's like, oh, but we, like, we do go about our business. and They're just really just
1: going. trying to save you time. Like, hey, just don't go through that in the first place.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I have to pee, so. All right, then. Does it give me two more minutes. <laughs> okay. Basically, Curb is, is this really hilarious, awkward comedy. I think it goes even further than Seinfeld did, and it's a lot more ballsier than Seinfeld ever was with the awkward kind of comedy, the cringe, uncomfortable comedy and um I, I we didn't we didn't exactly discuss some seasons because there's just the, the the episodes we discussed like we feel like those are the ones that represent the show the best and they're also just sort of our personal favorites but um season eight i think was a little bit of, of, a, of a step backwards it kind of got a little too cartoonish so i wonder what i wonder what's going to happen in season nine whenever that eventually comes out but um i'm just happy that that uh uh, now the show is getting a bit more uh, critical praise, and more people are starting to uh, recognize it. Because it used to be a cult classic for a little bit, but now more people are watching it, and I'm just very excited that we're gonna get ten more episodes, and uh, look forward to those.
1: And you guys should watch them, and steal someone an HBO Go account <laughs> so you don't have to pay for HBO Now. If you're listening, you should have cut me off a long time ago, person I'm not friends with anymore as parents. So, this episode, I dedicate it to you. You still mindlessly keep your cable account open, and you don't even know I'm using it.
0: I think that's a good attempt to do a close-up shop. Uh, Amber, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's a bit more of a time commitment than I think other guests have had to do so I'm glad that you were able to uh, do this. So.
1: Oh. Do I have to say you're welcome on air? You're, you're so welcome. <laughs> and it was a pleasure and social politics.
0: Sounds good. Alright, um... We don't know what the next month of, Well, actually, yes, I'll, I'll uh... Well, no, uh, I'll, I'll just give a little hint. Um... And, uh, a half episode that I, I released um, in October might be the subject matter for the next month of. Uh, won't go much further than that, but... Uh, stay tuned, because that actually might... Because the next month of might be coming sooner than you all think. But, either way, this has been Random Chatterings. Thanks for listening, and... You have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everybody.